What's up, Scroll fans? Pete here from Comic Books Transform, where we talk about all of the adaptations of your favorite comic books into streaming shows and movies. I'm with my good friend Brian over there. Who? What are you wearing on your shirt today, man? Oh, I think it won this for us. So this is a um, this is the Transformers the movie poster, but with Ninja Turtles. Oh my God! Is that crying as Unicron? That is crying as Unicron. Yes. Oh, that's so hot. And it's like, is that like Cyclonus? But is it like Shredder or something on the right? Um, Cyclonus would have. Yeah, yep, yeah, that's right. And Baxter Stockman will be scourged on the other side. Okay, cool, man. Nice, <laughs> nice. Um, so I said scroll fans at the very beginning. Do you think people actually are scroll fans? Like, there's any people that like scrolls? Um. I'm, I'm sure there are some people out there. Yeah. You know, there actually was a book called The Scroll Kill Crew. That's hard to say. Scroll Kill Crew. Did you ever read that? I, I have not read it, but I've heard of it. Yeah, I think it was Grant Morrison and Mark Miller together. Because they oh, wrote wow. a couple of things together, right? And yeah. the, the premise, do you know the premise? Uh, I don't remember. So, I mean, the audience probably doesn't know anyway, so let's... Nice. Okay. So, so basically the premise of Scroll Kill Crew was that um, the Fantastic Four, when the scrolls first showed up, Reed Richards invented some kind of device to hypnotize the scrolls and made them turn into cows. And Grant Morrison, you know, as creative and crazy as they are, they were like, what if those cows were purchased by like a, you know, hamburger company and they were turned into hamburgers and people ate the scrolls? Right. Okay. And so you had these people that had these weird kind of shape shifting powers because they had eaten scroll burgers. Okay. That is, <laughs> that, that sounds like Grant Morrison and Mark Miller. Yes. Do you think that that would have been a, a more interesting show than this one? Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I, I, I honestly think that that is so weird and out there that I think it might've been like something that's like, people might've been like, what the hell is this? Yeah. 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 I agree. Um, I, you know, so, okay, guys, you should know that Brian and I actually haven't interacted like this in a couple of weeks because Brian went on vacation. I went on vacation. I think we had some, like, things with our jobs and stuff that kind of took up our time, too. So it's been, like, maybe, like, two weeks at least since we've recorded. Yes. And so we haven't talked about this show. I'm just kind of wondering, in general, do you enjoy this show? You would have asked me this the last time we recorded. I would have said yes. Um, really? After watching okay. the, the last three episodes, I, I'm leaning more towards no. Um, That's interesting. Okay, why? Um, there was a couple scenes here and there that I, I, there's just a lot of things I just can't buy. Um, the just uh, more so this. Uh, what was the, the 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 end action scene at the end of episode four was like baffling to me. Um, <laughs> I, I just don't understand how there's these people fighting. You know, supposedly it's Russians and U.S. agents there. Uh, the president is there. Uh, you know, uh, Rhodey is there. Rhodey's a scroll, and he's just sitting there doing nothing. And they, they just, like, let Nick Fury and Talos just run up and, like, help out or whatever. No one's, like, stopping them. No. Uh, they let Nick Fury run off with the president. Like, no one is stopping Nick Fury running off with the president. Nick Fury, who is not part of any government thing anymore. Right. He's this, like, top secret kind of dude that, you know, you know, it's probably not known. I mean, maybe he's known. I, I guess that's maybe what it was. Maybe that he is so known that like, oh, that's the Fury. Like, we absolutely have to listen to him no, no matter what, even though right. he's fired. Um, <laughs> and uh, and then also like, there's just scroll bodies dropping, and like nobody's reacting to it what at all. You know, like yeah. I, I, I'm guessing that 
you know, more people than Nick Fury knew about the Skrulls. Uh, but yeah. I, I can't imagine that all the rank and file knew about it. You know? So, like, I'm not, like, why was there no one shocked that there was a scroll, like, a bunch of scroll bodies in the floor there? Well, why was no one putting it together that, hey, these aren't Russians, they're scrolls? <laughs> like, it, it was a huge leap in logic for me. Um, mm. it, it, that, that whole thing, that was really the thing that, that, that crashed it for me. Um, the other thing, too, I would say in episode three, it was, was three when they killed Gaia briefly? Yes, yes. I don't know. It's like they kill her, and then like then they, the, the next episode they show us uh, uh, like, oh no, she's not dead because she went and took and made herself a super scroll by herself without anyone else's help. This thing that you read about on a, like a 1980s computer, like she can now operate on her own and infuse herself with this without any sense of danger whatsoever. Oh, it's like man. it's like too much. Um, I, I really feel that they really misused Amelia Clark. Yeah. Uh, I know you're not like a huge fan of hers, but like I feel like she's a pretty big name casting for a show yeah. like this, and and for adding someone to the MCU. I don't yeah. think they've used her very well at all. <laughs> she's had a couple moments here and there that were good with you know with her father. I, I think it was a good a good moment with um. Rap, uh, Telos, Telos. No, 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 not not Tal. I I know about Tal. I, I mean, um, Nick Fury's wife, uh, Varro or Priscilla. Which it took me really way too long to realize that they're referring to the same character, like Priscilla and Bar. They didn't make that super clear for a while. You just had to kind of guess at that, and I yeah. finally had to look it up to realize it. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, it's like and things like that. Um, and and at that point, at the end of episode three, you're like, oh god, they killed Maria Hill, they killed Amelia Clark. It's like, oh, they're just fridging every, all the all the, the female characters in the show. Um, and then, I know she came back and all that, but. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, it's just, it started off interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I, I feel like it's kind of gone off the rails a little bit and I, I'm not as interested as I was in the beginning. Wow. Okay. So you guys might not know this, but Brian went to Disney world and I'm kind of worried that Disney did something to Brian because or he's been a scroll. <laughs> oh no, he's been replaced. But you think he'd be saying all positive stuff about this then? But no, no, I'm I'm playing the roadie role. I, I mean, you know, I'm 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 a scroll for the enemy, and I'm just talking against him to keep my cover live. Oh yes, yes. And by this YouTube show and podcast, you're gonna have a wide audience. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, I will yes. take over the world. Yes. Oh my god. No, like you sound like me, man. You sound like me yeah. with all of your critiques and stuff of this. You know what, though? I, speaking of that, though, um, I have to – something I – one of the few things I did critique in the second episode was uh, the conversation between Nick and Rhodey. Uh, I thought it was really weird that Nick was – Nick Fury was talking so much like, you know, brother and like black man and all that. Now I get it because he knew he was a scroll and it was just like calling him out on it. Mm. And I really think that makes the scene like so much better in retrospect than I thought in the first place, it felt kind of out of place, but um, with that knowledge in hand, like, I think it makes it like a lot better. And, and I still, I still think the first two episodes are pretty good. And uh, yeah, that's interesting, man, because I, I feel the opposite of you. I, okay. I, I've, I've gotten bought in, you know, I'm, I'm buying into the show. There, there's something about it. That's interesting to me. I, I'm not exactly sure what it is. It's, I have problems with it. Absolutely. Like everything you just you described with that that battle sequence where the president's cavalcade gets attacked, you're right. It just doesn't make any sense. It's one of those scenes where it's like they have to have this scene happen so that you can have this character beat 
but logically in the world, it doesn't make any sense, right? You have to yeah. have the scene where, where Talos dies and that's going to affect Nick Fury. And you have to have the scene where you kind of raise the stakes by saying like, oh, this could lead to World War Three, But logically, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, it doesn't make any sense that the president's cavalcade would get ambushed and then there wouldn't be like 6,000 people there immediately to intervene, you know? And yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Um, uh, another thing with the battle too is, is location. So I, I believe that was somewhere in the, in the UK. Or, or, it was, or, yeah. Somewhere about. Just the, uh, and I know they're using a lot of title cards to show you where people are at various points, but they're speeding around, you know, the globe pretty quickly here. Yeah. And it's kind of jarring. Um, it, almost like how, like, the last season or two of Game of Thrones, people will, like, whip it up and down Westeros in, like, five seconds. That's what it feels like here. Like, you know, some like that that, that base, the, the New Scrolls is in Russia. And, yeah. you know, all the, this attack on the president is in um, uh, is in the UK. We've had scenes, I, I think, in Germany at some point or something. I, I don't know. There's, there's been a whole bunch of places are in that they're just traveling around like like nothing really yeah yeah i, I agree like you know it, it's like you know one scene there they're here and then like less than an hour later they're in another part of the world right but i know that like europe it's it's a lot smaller but i mean russia's freaking gigantic right um i i think because this this goes along with what you were saying before too about like the logic when when fury's talking to the president who's in a hospital bed after the attack he's like it was the scrolls that attacked right and um, that makes it seem like the president is very aware of scrolls. Like he just he just says scrolls, and it's not even you know. You no, know, no, no. I I would believe that the president would know about scrolls. Like even though they haven't told us that explicitly, I would believe that that would be true. But like the all the people guarding him, or whatever. I don't believe that everyone would, would be uh, you know knowledgeable to that fact. Yeah, and that no one would freak. Like I, I feel like they should have made a story about someone like. Holy shit! There's a there's this green guy dead in the, on this presidential attack, and it, and they did mention it. It is kind of in the background scene in, in this uh, the most recent episode, in episode five. Yeah, it, it, you do see that in the background. But then then like you know, uh, Rhodey or Vara? No, not Vara. Reva? No. Who's what, the scroll impersonating Rhodey? Uh, the one impersonating Rhodey is Rava. Rava. Which sounds like Riva, one of our favorite characters. Um, oh boy. <laughs> um, but but uh, and and it's like then he he threatens that he's gonna release the footage of Gravik as Nick Fury shooting Maria Hill, as yeah. if the world knows who Maria Hill is. Right, she's right. Some secret agent or something like that. She was wasn't even like really. We don't even know what she was working on or with or whatever. That she's able to just drop everything to go hang out with Fury. Yeah. Um, but but that's gonna take precedence over a dead green guy. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, you bring up a good point. I, I think that's the problem, right? Is that it's it's just sort of nebulous as to like what does the world know about scrolls? You know, what does the main world know about like Nick Fury and and Shield and all that kind of stuff? It's, it's never like fully established, right? Yeah. And it's interesting because like so much of the MCU is focusing on the superheroes and this show is just all about the covert stuff and the, 
like espionage stuff, which you really don't get a lot of, except for maybe in like the Black Widow movie and maybe like Captain America Winter Soldier. Pretty much every other MCU movie, MCU thing is not that. What was your opinion on uh, Nick's speech towards the end of the fifth episode, where he basically explains why he's not calling any of the superheroes? Okay, well, I, it sounds like maybe you didn't like it. I actually kind of loved it. Well, see, the thing is, like, it, I'm happy they addressed it. Yeah. But at the same time, it just felt so, like... Hey, we don't have the budget, you know, to hire all these actors. So we're just going to put this kind of throwaway line in a epic-y sounding speech or something like that. I, I felt, I don't know. I well, see, I'm, okay. The, the reason why I liked it is if you take apart it by piece by piece, right? He says this one line about, you know, what I have between my heads, my, in my heads, Jesus. What I, <laughs> what I have between my ears, you know, was given to me by a single mother. So he's like re referring back to this story told about his mother being a single mother and stuff, right? I like that. Then he says, you know, the ring on my finger from my wife. And he's like referring to Priscilla or whatever, you know, his scroll wife. And then he says that if I can't handle this myself, then maybe I'm as good as dust. And of course we know that like him being blipped out had a big impact on him. Right. So it's like the dialogue itself is well written and really. I will ties that. Yeah. Yeah. I will so agree I with that a hundred percent, but I feel like it's, it's like a half-assed way to say, "Hey, this is a TV show. We're not gonna. You're not gonna see all the, the, the superheroes like they, they were in the comic version of this." Yeah, but you know what? Like in a way, and boy, we are like just jumping all over. You know, <laughs> I mean, if you guys are still like 13 minutes into this and wondering what the fuck we're talking about, we're covering episodes three, four, and five of Secret Invasion, and so we're right at the end of episode five here. What we're discussing. Um, but I think what's interesting about this is even though like logistically it's annoying and it doesn't make sense, it does make the stakes very high, right? Because it's like if the scrolls get the the harvest, then they're gonna have super scrolls with the power See, of like go ahead. Now now th th this is another thing that kind of threw me too and bothered me too. Like the first few episodes, they, they make it seem like the scrolls want a home. They yeah. want to they want to just take over the earth and make it their home. They want to erase humanity because they know humanity won't accept them, and they're probably right. Like, they're absolutely right. But now in this last episode, it seems as graphic is just about this harvest thing. And he, I'm assuming he just wants power for himself. He doesn't really give a shit about the scrolls and, and, and the home world or and make it a new home or anything like that. Uh, and that kind of throws me. Uh, I, I think I would have appreciated it a lot more if, if this was about, you know, just them finding a home and disagreeing with Nick Fury's lack of action on it. Yeah, um, yeah, I think that would have been better than just just using that as a ruse, essentially, so he can get so Gravit can get the harvest and, and make himself even stronger. I'm assuming that's what's what's playing out here because it seems like, uh, you know, he was very willing to just sacrifice New Skrullos with with all these people there. Yeah, just to incite this war because you know because that's the one thing he thinks Fury's gonna uh, get Fury to give him the harvest. Yeah, I, I think that you're right. Um, it does seem like a, a shift, definitely in like his agenda, right? But the last thing to add to that too. Uh, sorry to interrupt there. No, it's okay. The fact that they're just mentioning the harvest at like the yeah. end of the the beginning episode. of episode five or the end of episode four, total BS. It's like <laughs> completely burying that in there. Um, that should have been mentioned at some point earlier, I think. Okay, well, you bring up an interesting point, right? Because we didn't write the show, 
right? And we just see the advertisement. We do like maybe a little bit of research. We see stuff on Twitter and we start to put the show together in our head. We do that fantasy booking that Danny has mentioned before, right? And so we automatically assume, oh, they're going to try to make super scrolls based on like DNA they get from fallen heroes and villains, right? And so we're like filling in the blanks and projecting a story, but the story's not necessarily making the connections in... Well, it, it is, but it's like it's it's not going at the pace that it should, right? It, it, it's kind of a leap, okay. right? And and so, like, I wonder when you're writing a, a superhero movie or a show, like you know what it's supposed to be in the comics, and so you're like, oh, I know it's supposed to be this, but you still, from a storytelling point of view, have to make it make all sense. And I, I think you're absolutely right, where it's like it's just jumping, right? or it's like shifting gears. I think every episode was written by the same guy, though. Interesting. Um, yeah. And and not to discredit that idea, I, I, I actually really like how they've introduced Super Scrolls into this. I think it, it's it's really unique and interesting and rather than just, oh, they could just do that, you know? Um, right. They did some kind of research of some, um, some kind and they took DNA of uh, other things. And yeah, yeah but it, it's like maybe that's what the show should have been about or something. But, and they made it seem like it was about um you know inciting this war between the u.s and russia which which is a very real life fear <laughs> you know? yeah 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 it's it's kind of scary every time they reference that like oh go to war with russia Shoot yeah. nukes at russia yeah, yeah yeah um but i want to address what you're saying though like um I, i've mentioned this before i think you actually referenced me on this last time but it's like they, they always have these villains that are very sympathetic and you kind of are on board with them, but then they have to do something that's like too much where they've gone too far. And with graphic, it seems like, you know, he, he's obviously gone too far because he's killing off his own people. He's willing to sacrifice the, their home base, basically new scrolls, right. Just for his own agenda. And in the last two episodes, there's just been scenes of like people going against him and then him like literally just killing other scrolls. Right. Um, so he's obviously gone too far what would be interesting is if there was some kind of line of dialogue or some scene with like maybe him and and uh gaia where he's talking about how like oh well we could have been more on equal terms with the kree but we weren't powerful enough but now with these superhero powers we could be you know what i'm saying like where he's like he's explaining why they need super scrolls like yeah yeah like that yeah, you know that would be fantastic if they're saying they're saying this is what we're doing and we're gonna go take back from the our, our planet from the Kree. I think their planet is destroyed though, isn't it? Yeah, but like he could be like, well, once we take over this planet, if the Kree ever came after us or anyone else came after us, we would be powerful, you know? Yeah, because you know, yeah, something like that would work. It, it would help sell it a bit more. But this, this kind of shift between uh, this semi. I mean, I, I can't even. I understand what you're saying about. Um, they can't have the villain be too sympathetic because then it's like, you know, who's right, who's wrong. But I think they had enough going, uh, you know, uh, for them before they introduced this kind of violent, extremely violent, you know, side of graphic that he's killing his own men. Yeah. I don't think they needed that. Um, I, I think they were fine enough that he was just, he just he wanted to start a war. He had good reasons for it, sort of, because. He felt that the people who were supposed to be helping him find a new place to live are not doing it, so they're taking, at, you know, they're, they're you know taking the matters into their own hands. That yeah. was a good enough line to do it, and them inciting war and killing humans was enough to paint him as a 
you know, mustache twirling villain, but like this now he just looks like a crazy person. Yeah, I mean, well, because he's like killing a lot of his own people. Like the the beginning argument in the first few episodes is like it's all about preserving the scrolls and having their own world. But he like he thinks he's killed Gaia in the you know third episode. Then he does kill Talos in the uh, fourth episode or whatever, and then he kills uh, like that one guy that talks against him in that meeting in the beginning. Yeah, who was like a very loyal supporter that carried out a bunch of underhanded shit for him. It's right. Like, they basically try. He he basically has killed off every named scroll. Recognizable scroll. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah like yeah. I mean, he thinks he killed guy. He killed that guy with the hat. Uh, I don't remember what his name. I think was. his name was Beto, which kind of cracks me up because that's like the guy running for governor or did run for yeah, governor. I, I Texas. kept thinking that too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah and yeah. the other guy was like Paimon or something. Some of the P. I don't remember. Sure. Uh, but yeah, like he he ordered the death of of Vara. Uh, he thinks he killed Gaia, and those two guys are dead. So the only other name, Talos is dead, and the only other named Skrull is is the one that's impersonating Rhodey, other than Gravik himself. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and that one's totally going to die, too. But um, yeah. I was going to say, did you think that Talos or Talos was dead by the end of that episode? Um. Yeah, I didn't think there was going to be any way. Uh, I didn't think they were going to pull another scene like that with after what they did with guy it would be too much for them to resurrect him again resurrect another character that was seemingly dead i i don't think it it would have been uh good for the show yeah well i made a thumbnail for our review and it's like i was like shit they, they like killed off maria hill you know they they seem like they killed gaia but they didn't they killed off talos you know all these major characters they killed off his wife off screen yep you know yep. Yeah, all these yeah, characters. I mean, we, we don't know what the status of uh, 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 what's his name, Martin Freeman. Um, oh, uh, fuck, uh, Ross, right? Everett Ross. Ross. Yeah, Everett Ross. Yeah, Everett Ross. We don't know what what is that the you know the actual Everett Ross's status is. So he might I, be dead I, too. <laughs> I, I'm I'm assuming that everyone that is impersonated by Scroll is in that new Scroll of space. Maybe. Yeah. Um, maybe. Uh, and then, oh, you know, you know what I forgot? We forgot though is our, um, you know, that, that cameo of, of that major character, Mason. Wait, wait, what? What? The dude that brings Nick Fury the jet. Yeah. He was the guy in Black Widow that like supplied, uh, uh, Jesus. Natasha with like the, the helicopter and, and the, all the shit they needed. Okay. I, I looked at him like, like, I'm like, I, I I feel like this guy looks familiar. And like, oh, yeah, it's the guy from Black Widow. But I feel like it should have had more of an impact, I guess. Because he was in, just in that movie, I think. And maybe maybe he was in Falcon Winter Soldier for like a second. Maybe. Maybe. I, so, okay. I'm glad that you brought that up, man. Because, like, when he was on screen, I was essentially just thinking to myself, oh, they don't have anyone for Nick Fury to talk to in this scene because Talos is dead. So there's no person they'll have this little interaction with. So there's just this random dude, but now you're telling me he's like from another movie. Yeah, it just okay. again, and I know that, that we we already mentioned that they're keeping this very enclosed in the spy world. And Nick Fury had the speech about why he's not calling the superheroes, but that was that was the whole interesting thing about the comic version. Is like yeah. who was the scroll? Who's been a scroll for years? And I know that they can't do this. I maybe this should have been a movie. Maybe this they could have done that with some of these bigger actors uh, yeah. and, and superhero characters, and it would have been more worthwhile. Uh, I'm not sure. 
Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because I have some like notes, but we've kind of gone off script and that's okay. Because I was going to ask you this, right? Don't you feel like your interest in the MCU has just like dropped a lot? Within, yeah, like, Bob Iger school? is right. Bob Iger is right. We, we, they have oversaturated the market. Oh my God. Did you just say like Bob Iger, the target of like all the strikes and stuff right now is right? Did, you just, did we just record I did, that? I did say it. Oh God. But he's not right about that stuff. He's just right <laughs> about that there has been too much Star Wars and Marvel and they need to pull it back to be more tenfold focused. Yes. Yes. And, and he's 100% right about that. I, I mean, that, yeah. that's. Because, um, you know, like comic, there's a there's a YouTube channel called Comic Story, and, and I like to watch his reviews. He does these like sort of complaining reviews every so often. And he was comparing Marvel and DC, but the comic books, but he did reference the MCU. And he said that like nothing in phase four seems to be connected. And would you agree with that? Or we're, we're in fucking phase five now anyway. Five, yeah. Um, I, I, I've said this before. I, I don't, I, I don't think that phase four looks all that different from phase one. Okay. Okay. Um, there's a lot of new heroes introduced. Granted, they're not as, you know, top tier as they were as in phase one. Yeah. Um, but other than the occasional mention of an infinity stone, um, and just seeing the, the the characters pop up, I guess the, the, I don't think they're that much different in terms of having things in common or not. Um, if you, I mean, if you're saying that um, if you're comparing Phase Four or Phase Five to like Phase Three, obviously there's a huge difference in that. Right. Um, I don't think you should be comparing those. This is this is Part One of Three, and you should be comparing it to Part One of Three, which is Phase One. Okay, that, that's that's a very very good point. Um, and, well, I guess you know, this, is, this is part two, but now, but right with phase five. Yeah. But you know what? E even with that being said, there still is like a little bit of connective tissue. Like all the multiverse shit is, you know, feels connected. Like the multiverse stuff of like, um, you know, uh, Sp Spider-Man No Way Home. And then like Dr. Strange Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. But I mean, still too, uh, you, you always have to take into consideration to just how these shared comic book worlds work. Yeah. You know, like, does every X-Men story interact with every Avengers or Spider-Man story? No. Lately, no. actually, yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I, I mean, I'm actually buying an Iron Man book because of uh, I'm so interested in Fall of X right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, nice. Uh, but but uh, I think it's okay that there are these little corners and they, they, there's some things connect to some things and some things connect to other things, but not everything has to connect together necessarily. Um, yeah. I, I don't know what branch this this show falls on. I'm right. guessing it falls in with sort of with WandaVision, which is sort of connected to Multiverse of Madness, but that's really the only thing. There's nothing thematic about it. It's just literally some of the characters have, have crossed paths there. So, uh, and I guess, so th it's this in the Marvels and, you know, Ant-Man was more tied with with Kang, the multiverse, because that was in Drew's and Kang. We still don't know yeah. what's going to happen with that. Um, but yeah, and, and uh, what's next after the Marvels? I, I can't remember anymore. I, yeah, right. Well, it just, it goes along with what we're saying about it. it's just kind of like losing interest. Like it's just, it's weird. We went from being so excited and we're like, oh my God, how are they going to like keep going after Infinity War to like sort of like forgiving stuff? Because we're like, hey, it's COVID and they're starting over, you know, they've got to give new characters a try to now it's just kind of like, what is even coming next? Well, I don't really give a shit. You know, <laughs> like this is why in comic books, superheroes don't age. <laughs> Yeah, you 
Like yeah. you're always going to have the, the the top tier characters bringing in the most attention, yeah. and um, it, it's when you leave them out and you leave out the the biggest the, the biggest pieces, um, it, it gets harder to pull your your attention. Uh, and yeah. it, and sometimes you, they can come out of nowhere with the Gar- Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. and make that a top tier property, but you can't do that with everything. Everything yeah. can't. Not everything can catch everyone's attention. Right. Uh, it's impossible. Um, and, you, you know, I, I think really here, the, the big idea, and like I said, Bob Iger is right. Yeah. Well, so, so Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is a great example. It's sort of an antithesis of Secret Invasion because James Gunn truly did make the Guardians characters like his characters. Like the characters in the comics now rep- are the characters in the movie right he like took the characters in the comics and made his james gunn version and it's like very much like his movies like even if it wasn't connected to all this other marvel shit he could almost say like these this is my original trilogy of movies and it's this story that goes one two and three right makes sense some people that we know might say it's better than the original star wars trilogy Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, not us. We're, we're just the podcast that says Bob Iger is right. The guy that makes 400 times. I want to get a shirt. Like, that <laughs> you was right. Bob Iger was right. Yes, as long as the Transformers on it, too. Maybe like Unicron. But um, no, uh, what the fuck was I even saying? The, uh, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. So, so like, the Guardians movies were very much like James Gunn's movies. And then um, this secret invasion, it just kind of feels like this is the next thing, you know, like, oh, we got to, you know, cover this because this was a comic at one point. Yeah. Right. And and it, this should have been this should have been done in a bigger capacity. This should have been done with superheroes rather than just um, the, the, the the secret agent community, which which we don't even know right. who's affiliated with what. Like, what is Nick Fury? Is he just U.S. government or was he? I mean, it's not S.H.I.E.L.D. S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't exist. Right. Uh, it, it, they haven't said anything. It was was Saber? Was it Saber? In uh, WandaVision? He's in Saber now. He's uh, his, have his, they his, said that once? Uh, yeah, they have said Saber on this show. Yes, they absolutely. did. When? Yes. I uh, like someone was like, "What are you doing up there on Saber?" Something like that. You know. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. He's up on his space station Saber. They say something like that in one of these episodes. But um, no, like. You know, obviously they're going to try to do like Dark Avengers or whatever. They're going to be doing the Thunderbolts, right? And you could set up the Dark Avengers so perfectly the way that they followed in the comics. Like, you know, you went from Secret Invasion right to Dark Reign, which had the Dark Avengers. You, you know, they're, they're going for that Dark Avenger vibe for, yep. uh, you know. So, I don't know, man. It's just, it, it sounds like we're kind of bummed about this. Um, there's only one episode left. And then, and then what's the next thing that we're covering? <laughs> uh, Ninja Turtle movie. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm okay. very excited about that. Okay. I'm excited about that too. Yeah. And my daughter's actually, yeah, she's looking forward to it too. Put it, I, I found Bebop and Rocksteady in the store. I love this thing. I love his stupid head that only turns one way. Yeah, man. Look at that. That's, that's from the movie, huh? That's yeah. Yeah. So I thought, I thought uh, they're only 10 bucks. I'm like, oh my God. Uh, it's only ten dollars. That's insane these days. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. Yeah. They have to be like at least thirty-four at Target. Um, <laughs> that's awesome, man. Well, do you have anything else to say about Secret Invasion episodes three, four, and five? There were two things. Uh, one of them I remember. Uh, the scene where Amelia Clark, uh, Gaia, and uh, Priscilla are like fight, fending off Gravik's hit squad. Yeah. They go into the one. This one room. 
and uh, Priscilla Novara pulls out these vests. They have all these like guns on and shit like that, and they started just like wrecking everybody. And I totally get that Vara would be, would be able to do that because it's she built this pack where she knows where all that shit is. But how the fuck does guy know where all that shit where all that shit is? She's like ripping the shotgun on, whipping out a utility pouch and reloading it and shit, pulling pulling you know clips out and everything and grenades. How the hell does she know where all that shit is on all that? <laughs> yeah, really good point. Yeah. And there was some other really major thing I wanted. Oh, we didn't talk at all about Sonya. Um, I, I I love Sonya. <laughs> Wait, who's Sonya? Isn't it Sonya? <laughs> um, uh, oh, I forgot her name. Well, well, uh, what's the British lady? Oh, the British lady. Oh, yeah, Olivia Coleman. Yes. Olivia Coleman. Is, is her name Sonya? Probably. Ooh, Sophie. <laughs> and she's Sophie on the show Peep Show. So we'll just we okay. call her Sophie. Yeah, yeah. She she is the only smart character in this entire show. Yes. She yes. walks into that office of, of her, her superior and yeah, just she's like, hey, you're gonna tell me what, what the hell I want to know. And yeah. I'm gonna if not, I'm gonna shoot you and prove to everybody you're a scroll. Yes. If she was in, in charge of the show, like the show wouldn't exist because everything would be solved. Yes, you know? yes, yes. Um, I also had a huge problem with the scene in the hospital with Rhodey and Nick Fury. Um oh. Like, why the hell didn't they just kill Nick Fury there? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know, I know. I guess he knows where the harvest is. I, I guess. I, I yeah, I was actually worried at the end of episode five that Sonya or whatever, that she was going to end up being a scroll anyway once he took the harvest out. Like, I was going to... That would have been insane! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but expected, I guess you know. Right, right, right. But it would be one of those things where it's like, well, you're just kind of doing this to trick the audience, not the because no, she's no. Out. Imagine, imagine she was she was a scroll, but she was on Talos's Talos's side the whole time. You know, working against graphics though, so she's still interrogating these people, and she knows they're scrolls because she is one. Like right. that, would, that would be actually really good. Oh, oh well, in, in my version, I was thinking that like once Fury was like, here's the harvest. That she was gonna like shoot him or something and take it, you know. That's what uh, I was. Oh no, 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 no. Yeah, that yeah, wouldn't no, make no, sense. No. No. So, so basically, he's like, okay, I'm gonna go take on uh, Gravik, and then that's how the whole show is gonna go down. I, I guess, but he does call somebody, and I'm curious as to who he calls. The last oh, thing shit. you see in the episode five is he, he picks up his phone and he says, "All right, it's time or something, or we'll, we'll, let's move." Yeah, like it's not just gonna be him and and Sonya, you know, going against an army of super scrubs. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, well, it, it'd be kind of cool if he actually, like, called the Avengers. And, like, okay, so who... Oh, what, what if he calls the Thunderbolts? Oh, that would that, be cool. That actually might be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. That would be very cool, actually, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, what if he actually did call Elaine, like he was working with her? It, or whatever okay. her name is, Contessa. Uh, I'm saying this now. If, if, if he called Elaine and... and and the whole, or at least like three fourths of the Thunderbolts team shows up. Yeah, I I will give this show a passing score. Nice. That's enough superheroes for me for, in terms of being exciting enough. I know there won't be scrolls, but that's enough for for me to to be excited about this and for a setup y kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, I, I'd be excited. I I don't think it's gonna happen. And we do no. have to rank all the MCU shows next episode too. Yes, I'm, I'm prepared to do that. Okay. I think this is the ninth one now, right? 
man, that's a lot of shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I guess that's that's kind of it. I, I know I had other things to say, but just talking about it, you've done what I usually do. Like I usually say all the negative shit, and I feel like I'm kind of bringing it down a little bit. Yeah, I, I was I was feeling I, know, good I, I feel like I'm doing this a lot lately too. What, what was the last yeah. thing that I really? Oh, Flash. I, I didn't like Flash as much. as oh, yeah. Anyone on that review that we did. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? As I've thought about Flash over time, I've been like, yeah, that was pretty bad too. I'm sorry I brought you down. No, it's okay. But you know what? I mean, honestly, dude, if comic book adaptations just keep being lame, maybe we should just talk about comics, you know? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. I have a lot of comic book stuff to talk about with you. But, you know, I'll just wait till we're done recording. But anyway, guys. Void Rivals? The weird-ass the weird ass cliffhanger in that, in that issue, number two? I, I didn't buy it yet, so don't spoil okay. it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, this is me and Brian kind of talking about Secret Invasion and how we didn't really like it. Uh, we'll be back to probably do the same for episode six, the finale. Unless the Thunderbolt guys... show up. Yes. Okay. That's true. That's true. What do you guys think is going to happen? Let us know in the comments. Let us know if you like this show. And uh, we will see you guys in one